Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Hi everybody, welcome to our online service. It's so great for you to be able to join us and it's a privilege for me today to share the word with us. And let's take, just take a moment to pray as we get going. Hallelujah, Father. We are so thankful that we have this opportunity to just dig into your word, Lord. We, we're so thankful that you, are, you remain faithful, Lord. Even when the world around us is in chaos sometimes, Lord, we feel like Everything is unstable, Lord. Thank you that you remain faithful, God, and we, we can with confidence draw near to you, with confidence in you, Lord, and who you are, but also in your word, Father. And we commit this time to you, God, and we ask, Lord, that you would come and impart to each one of us life in abundance, that you would come and transform us into the image of your Son, and that your name will be glorified today in our midst, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I was uh, at such a chuckle the other day. Um, we, Emily, our youngest, uh, turned five recently, and uh, it was a big thing. She was be, she'd been counting sleeps forever, you know, counting the days, and uh, then finally the day came, and we celebrated. And then within a week or two afterwards, she she asked me, when when is it her birthday again? And I had a bit of a laugh, and I tried to explain to her that, I mean, literally, she just had a birthday the other day. So it's a whole year that, that still needs to pass for, before her birthday comes around again. And I just realized, again, that it's really tricky to, to explain the concept of a whole year to a, to a five-year-old. Um, and similarly, the, uh, a year or so ago, we were talking about the possibility that we should build a, a treehouse. And this has, been, this has been, you know, a topic of discussion in our house. And, and for a while, it was this and that and this way and that way. And then we decided, yes, we're going to do it. Um, and we hadn't, we hadn't found it, we hadn't, you know, planned anything, but we decided let's give it a go. And then Emily wanted to know, can we play in the treehouse this afternoon? And again, I had to explain, oh, you know what, this is, this is going to take some time. You know, we, this is a process. And I just realized again, you know, we live in a world where everything is is driven towards speed and efficiency. And uh, it's as if, uh, um, you know, everything advances at lightning speed and, and technology is moving forward and stuff is changing so quickly all around us. Uh, you know, we're used to things happening quickly and efficiently and things changing sometimes even quickly. And I think that's part of the reason how sometimes we we struggle to come into line with, with God's pace. In Scripture, we find that although there's, a, there's an interesting dynamic, there's, there's, a, there's an urgency when it comes to the things of God. There's an urgency when it comes to the, the harvest that has to come in. There's an urgency on our hearts when it comes to souls that need to be saved and that the will of God that needs to be done and His kingdom that needs to become there's an urgency in our heart when it's come to the bride of Christ having to get ready. But yet when we look at Scripture, uh, a lot of, G of the examples Jesus used, a lot of the stories he told and the parables, 
used were around agriculture. Uh, and, and, and what you see in agriculture, we see this dynamic of um, a process, not a, a quick one either. We see this, this dynamic of seasons coming and going. We see often in these stories, Jesus talks about sowing and reaping, talks about growth process, different seasons. And so often we see in Scripture that, that God is into the protracted, the, the process of growth over a long period. Not, not so much always the instant um, transformation, this, that happens, uh, and we see that in the miracles of Jesus, but we also see God speaking a lot about process of growth and process of change. And uh, and even in our, when we look at Scripture, talking about we us working out our salvation, you know, in the process of becoming more like Christ, in the process of, of sanctification, I, I believe that's one of the things that makes this a frustrating process for us. Because we are used to a world where things must be quick. I mean, there's no prizes for the one that runs the 100 meter the most thoroughly. You know, there's no people like that. Or, or, the, or the one that does it most stylishly, you know, it's all about speed and um, highest, fastest, quickest. So I often, I often feel that that doesn't actually help us in our, in our process of sanctification, that it, because we are frustrated that our growth may, may be slow or may be a frustrating, uh, painful process for us. I was to look at a scripture um, in Proverbs 21 and uh, verse 5. Let's read this quickly. He says here, Steady plodding brings prosperity. Hasty speculation brings poverty. And now this seems to be in the context of finances, talking about the difference between doing things well, steadily over a longer period versus being quick and um, sometimes you know a little bit uh, this is a hasty speculation, but even just in terms of the, 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 the decisions we make and the way we approach life, often I believe that the Lord would want us to take the route of steady plodding. In other words, doing something that is maybe difficult and maybe it might be hard work. One of the definitions says that it's hard work, but at a consistent, steady pace. I believe that there's, a, there's something that we can grow in in the Western world that the, the value of, of doing something consistently and steadily. Yes, it may be hard work, but doing it consistently and steadily over a longer period. And, um, and I'm reminded of the scripture where God speaks, when it speaks about the, the good and faithful servant, you know, when, when, when God would invite us into eternity saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, Fast and efficient, or fast and productive, or fast and profitable servant, but he is more into the good and faithful servant. And faithfulness has more to do with a, a steady plodding over a long period. But I want us to look at a, a bit around this, a few things, but also at um, a dynamic around how we approach our decision making in this context. We, we often, I believe, we struggle to make godly decisions because we are under such pressure for stuff to be quick and fast and happen immediately. And we get frustrated when it doesn't happen like that. Uh, I have a friend um, that uh, he's not in church, but he's, 
he's going through a difficult process of trusting God. He's been ret- was retrenched a while ago, and he's been wrestling with God and what how to go forward. And he says the one thing that is like, he can't even remember how it got onto his wall exactly, but he's got this thing on his wall that says trust God's process. And he says this has been a big thing for him to really engage with the Lord on a, on a, in a way where he can learn to trust his process that is different from our own process. Um, understanding God's process, understanding how um, this growth season, you know, growth happens and different seasons happen really helps a lot to, to help us to, to make godly decisions and to engage with the Lord in a way that, that actually enables us to embrace what He's doing in our lives in certain seasons. I want to read from, um, actually before I read from Psalm 37, uh, often as believers we have, a, have an idea of the will of God for our lives, which is such a blessing. We have a, a picture or a vision, we have a sort of a f- understanding of a, some sort of a call in our lives, but we often have a, not a lot of detail around that. And I've, had so, I've spoken to so many believers that say, I know, get, I have a feeling that God wants me to go in this kind of, towards this kind of thing. Kind of, we have a destination sort of in mind. Or all of us have an have a eternal destination in mind. But what we tend to do is we feel, okay, God is calling me to go to point B, and I'm at A. And what we tend to do is we think, okay, what is the shortest straight line from where I am to point B? And we assume that is the, the route that God has prepared for us. And more often than not, I have found that if I have an idea where God is taking me, the last route that I'm going to take is the shortest route and the quickest route. God's route, it looks completely different. Um, and uh, let's have a look at Psalm 37 briefly from verse 23. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. When we delight ourselves in the way of the Lord, when we delight ourselves in his will, he establish our, establishes our steps. And I believe he does that step by step. He establishes us and he establishes the way we go in, He establishes us step by step as we delight ourselves in His will, as we inquire of Him, as we make time to, to familiarize ourselves with the Word and to dig into the Word and to, to say, Lord, what is your will for this thing? What is your purpose for me in this season? What is your plan for us here? Um, when we are uncertain about the next step, when we are uncertain about the decisions that we need to make, or about you know maybe we're at a crossroads, we are uncertain about the decisions we need to take. Um, it's so crucial for us to have a strong conviction of what God is calling us to do. And just on that point, you know, we uh, John Andrews always says that a strong yes makes the no easier, makes it possible for us to to prioritize a strong yes. And what he means by that is if we have a conviction about the things that God has called us to do, 
the things that the, pe- the person he has called us to be, if we have a strong conviction around that and we have an understanding around that, it's easier for us to recognize the things that come across our path that are not of God. For instance, I'm married to Erna. We have beautiful children. We have a family and what a joy it is. And I, and I have no doubt, and this is the part of, this is one of the uh, most important things that God has called me to do is to be a, a husband to Erna and a father to my children. So when opportunities come across my path, opportunities for whatever, for a sport or a, some involvement somewhere or, um, you know, or the decision I have to make around time, that thing that comes across my path has to fit in with what God has already called me to do. Excuse me. What God has already brought up across, across my path. In, in other words, if that thing, whether whatever it may be, a sport or an interest, or it might be, even be very spiritual, that thing can't take over my whole life because God has called me to do this and He's called me to be this. Similarly, you know, if a, if a job opportunity crumbs across our way, God has called us to make disciples. You know, I was so blessed the other day. I had such a great uh, chat with somebody. And they said to me, they, they had a conviction that their current work situation was taking their life over in such a way that they, they weren't, be, weren't able to get around to making disciples and, and really getting stuck into the things of the kingdom. So they changed jobs. They literally restructured their whole work life to be able to make sure that what they've been called to do, that that work um, fits in with what God called on their life. And I was so encouraged by that. So I just want to encourage you, have a strong yes. No, God has called me to make disciples. God has called me to be a husband and a father or a wife or whatever that is in your context. And everything else must fall into, uh, come into, fall into place around what God has already called you to do. Amen. Okay. So that helps us a lot in terms of making decisions that, that really bless God and that honor God. Helps us to discern what's His will. And, and another thing that is, that is absolutely crucial around making godly decisions around going forward and think opportunities that come across our path is, is surrounding ourselves with a healthy community. Making sure we've got a small group or you know, a community of believers that are surrounding us that can help us to navigate these difficult decisions. It's impossible to make on our our own. And there's a lot of godly wisdom when we submit to the people that God has placed around us. I want to read from uh, Luke chapter 5, from verse 3. This is an account where Jesus was just about to call the first of his disciples. And uh, there was already a group of people that were listening to him and kind of wanting to hear what he had to say. And there were too many. And then he spoke to one of the, the fishermen uh, to see if he could just go onto the water a little bit further so that everybody could hear him. And verse 3 says, Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished, this is his first time meeting Simon and, and, and the other fishermen there. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. 
Let's just pause there for a moment. Now remember that Simon is a fisherman by trade. This is his thing. He does this every day. He's good at this. This is his trade. And, and he's confident that he knows the, the business of fishing. And here is a man that he doesn't know. He may have heard of him a little bit. He may have heard of him being around. He may have known that he's a carpenter. But this man is speaking to him. is not a fisherman. And after the message, Simon is obviously already aware that this has come kind of a teacher as well. But still, there was a choice that Simon had to make. Was he going to interrupt, you know, was he going to submit to this person's uh, understanding of his place? His, um, you know, this was the thing he was excellent at. This was his expertise. Uh, was he going to actually listen to somebody else? But let's look, let's listen, let's see what happens. He says, we've toiled all night and we took nothing. You know, they're tired, they worked all night. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And that is the crucial part. He says, Lord, at your word, I will put down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and helped. They filled both boats so that they began to sink. And then and there's, a, there's this amazing moment where Peter, Simon actually falls on his knees and he, and he acknowledges that, that Jesus is Lord. He's not a, he's not a normal human. And, uh, but we see an interesting dynamic here. I just want to lift out one or two things. Firstly, Peter, had, had, there was a grace here. Right now, there's a, there's a moment where he could have chosen to say, listen, why don't you take another boat? I've worked all night. I'm tired. I don't have time for this now. I've been fixing my nets cleaning them, whatever. But, they, but he, they, he had a, a grace in his heart to actually say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, to give of myself. I'm willing to give of my time. I'm willing to make the space available and I'm, I'm willing to, to open up to whatever, whatever you, know, you want to do. Secondly, uh, he was willing to have his schedule interrupted was willing to say, okay, well, I've had plans, you know, I've got plans and I've got a schedule and I've got a business to run, but he was willing to have that interrupted for what God wanted to do. And in that thing, in that willingness to have be interrupted, in that willingness to serve other people first, afterwards there was a massive blessing for them as well. And, uh, and I, I want to say to us that even not just... That we not just be willing to have our schedule interrupted, but that we will be willing to have our schedule completely taken over by the Holy Spirit. That we were willing to, to, to recognize that unless we yield our plans and our steps and our schedule to the Lord and to the direction of the Holy Spirit, we're just running in the same direction the world is running. So let's not only have our schedules interrupted, but let our, let's have our schedules completely taken over by the Holy Spirit. And we recently had a, a situation, we're actually still in the middle of it, you know, we're pursuing a, quite a large step of faith that God is leading us into. And it's a big project and uh, lots of loose ends and lots of factors all over the place. And we've been stretched a little bit in this process, to be honest. Um, and, the t and the other day, I was at, at the end of my own understanding. I said to the Lord, I don't know what to do next. Um, we'd done everything in the natural that we knew how to do. Nothing much was going right, to be honest. It was all very slow, and things were actually going wrong a little bit. 
And uh, although I had, again, I had a, an idea where God was taking us, I, I haven't been really pursuing God for the small detail of the, of the little steps in between. And I had such a conviction to go and make time and sit with the Lord. And I took time out to go and pray. And I said, Lord, please help me with the detail. Help me with the small steps. What is the next step that we should take? And the Lord directed me to do something that I thought we should, we should come later in the process. And this whole project of ours is to do with, you know, part of it is selling our home. And normally you don't sell your home unless you have a, a, a kind of a, at least an idea of where you're going to go. And the Lord said to me, go carry on so long with the sale of your house. And although this doesn't make, didn't make sense, this is all I had. I didn't have any other steps to take. And I had to trust God and say, okay, let me take this step so long. And um, at the moment we actually were obedient in that small step, it seemed like all the other things that had to fall into place started to fall into place. So where a lot of things were standing still, where a lot of things were, were kind of dragging on, the moment we were obedient in that small step that God gave us to do, a lot of other other things we have been trusting for started to fall into place. And I was so encouraged, even when it doesn't make sense. Even like with Peter, when it doesn't make sense. He's worked all night. He's tried everything. But the Lord said, put, it, put your nets in again. And then suddenly there's this huge catch. So even in our situation, even if it didn't make, really make sense at all to us, we thought we'd covered all the bases. We thought we'd considered all the options. And God... His way is different to ours. Yeah, I remember way back when we were just newly married, Anna and I. Uh, we didn't have medical aid. We couldn't afford to have medical aid. You know, I was working. Anna was still looking for a job up here, and um, and I had such a conviction that God was saying, "You should get medical aid right now." And I thought, "But Lord, it can't. It can't. It can't happen. It's not possible." Uh, we, are, you know, there's no space in our budget anymore, and and I have such a strong conviction. This is what God is telling us to do. That we, I continued with it. So I had said this conviction that this was God is what God was saying to me. So I went along and I found the cheapest hospital plan on the planet. And as I was signing it, I knew I was now committing for uh, a, the money that was going out of my account. Is basically I was committed for contractually for for more than I was earning, so it was so amazing and so encouraging because even after we'd signed that contract, you know there was a period before that first payment had to come off, and we knew uh, Lord had to do something, and there was a bit of a, like a month and a half before that first payment came off, and within that month and a half, Anna got a job and she even got a first paycheck. Before that payment came off, and the Lord really provided in an amazing way. But the point here is that He showed us the next step, and we had to trust Him to actually be obedient in that step, even if it didn't make sense to us. I want to read from Galatians 5, um, and I want to actually read the verse 25 first. It says here, If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The New Living Translation says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Now, the, I just want to quickly brief mention that the context of this scripture 
is where Paul is writing about the gifts of, not the gifts of this, the fruit of the Spirit. So when he's talking about us being in, in step with the Spirit and being in following the leading of the Spirit, he's more doing it in the context of the, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives than he is doing it in the context of the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit is, are instantaneous. It's a gift that we receive and there's immediate, immediate re- this reaction, there's amazing things that happen, but the, the fruit of the Spirit are cultivated over a process, over a longer period of time. And us keeping in step with the Spirit and following His leading is such a big part of that process of us saying, Lord, I, I want to see good fruit established in my life. The fruit of the Spirit that bring glory to God. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All those Christ-like things are established in our lives over a time period. Just as a, a tree has to be planted and cultivated and pruned and, and nourished before it can give, it bear fruit in a similar way, we have to trust God that He's busy with the process in our lives. That ultimately our fruit that we bear will bring glory to Him. Not instant fruit, not takeaway, not a quick fix, but fruit that brings glory to Him. I want to close with Psalm 119, verse 105. It's well known. The word It says here, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I, my prayer for us is that as we pursue His kingdom, as we pursue making godly decisions and, and making decisions that bring glory to God, that His word will be what lights our path. That even if we only take one step of faith at a time, that we would take it in the, under the direction of the Holy Spirit and that the Word of God, what we will be so full of the Word of God, that that Word will be what directs us step by step as God establishes us, as He establishes every step we take. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank You, Lord, that, that You are with each one of us, God. And I sense there are some, Lord, that have been wrestling with decisions, have been wrestling with choices, Lord, in I pray in the name of Jesus that for each of us, God, that you would help us to to embrace your will for us in every season, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for a grace to hear your voice, Lord. I thank you for a grace to be obedient to every simple step, even if it doesn't make sense, Lord. Help us to, to you know, help us to surround ourselves, Lord, with godly uh, brothers and sisters that are able to pray for us and give us advice that honors you, that are able to hear from you as well, Lord, and speak into our lives, God. Also, I want to pray for each one, Lord, that is that has had that has taken on new things and what is the world around us is is always wanting to be more busy and, and more just more stuff happening, Lord. I pray that you would help us to identify the dead works that are that are taking up so much time and taking up so much faith and they're almost that are almost quenching the things or press, putting pressure on the things that are so important in our lives, Lord. So I pray that you give us grace to discern what are those things that we've taken on that are not of you, Lord. Help us to help us to have a strong yes, a strong conviction of what your will is, so that we are able to say no to those things that are not of you, Lord. So we submit our lives to you, our schedules to you. So so come, Holy Spirit, take over our schedules. Take over, Lord, and let your kingdom come. 
in and through our lives for your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to connect with us, if you need somebody to pray with you, there's a link below. Please connect with us. We'd love to get to know you. And if you, need, uh, if you would like to commit your life to the Lord, if you don't have a relationship with Him right now, I want to encourage you to, to make contact with us. It'll be our privilege. It'll be our absolute pleasure to pray with you and to walk this road with you. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.